Now, there are two kinds of pastors, all right? There are pastors that are ministry gifts given by the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are pastors appointed by God. Today we're dealing with the office of a pastor. And I'm going to read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to start from verse 12. He said, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all members of that one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. For as by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall, shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? For if the whole body were an eye, where were they hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were they smelling? But now had God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it had pleased him. So God is the one who set the offices. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our, for our comely parts have no need, but God had tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. One member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular, and God had set some in the church, first apostles. And we said that that means first in order. Apostles, secondarily prophets, and that means second in order. Hallelujah. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles, then the gifts of healings. And we said that all these gifts we find in the office of the evangelist. Praise God. Then helps, then governments, diversities of tongues. Now, the word governments means uh, like uh, administration, ruler, people who govern in the body of Christ. Amen. The local church. That is the office of a pastor. Now, at various times in the, in, in, in the work of the kingdom of God, God has ordered things a certain way because of their significance or their use at the time. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called, in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. 
Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. But I want to say this, apart from, you know, because all these three gifts that you see, the gifts of ministry, we call them ministry gifts, that you see are needed in the body of Christ for the body of Christ to grow and be balanced and strong and healthy, and also they are weapons. I'm going to show it to you when we're dealing with this office of a pastor. Praise God. The, the office of a pastor and apostle, uh, they are, it has similar operation, except that the apostle oversees a much larger thing. He's a messenger who goes out that God has sent out to do something specific for him. And we said that the, the, the apostle, for you to be an apostle, all right, you have to be called of the Lord. And Jesus does that ordination. Amen. Now, there are another category of apostles that we talked about, apostles of the churches, people sent by the churches. We have dealt with all of that when we deal with the office of an apostle. But I brought that because that office is also has in it, because Jesus is called the apostle of our faith, praise the Lord, is a shepherd. That is the same, is, that apostle is also a shepherd, praise the Lord. All right. Now, the, uh, the, and, and, and specifically, um, Jesus was very much interested in this thing between the apostle and the pastor that is vital, which is the feeding of the sheep. Praise the Lord. All right, let's, let's keep reading. And he gives some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for Hallelujah. That is, he's saying why he gave it to them and the purpose for which he gave these gifts. For the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. This word perfecting there also means to ma the maturing or the maturing of the saints. Amen. Maturing of the church. Amen. For the work of the ministry. The saints are matured that they may do the work of the ministry. The work of service both to one another and reaching out to the world. Amen? It says, for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Well, that's for the building up of the body of Christ. I had said this before, that the purpose of this gift is to make the body of Christ stronger. The gifts don't make the body of Christ weaker. They make the body of Christ stronger. Amen? And so, it is there for that purpose, to mature the saints Cause the saints to be able to know what, how to serve God, how to minister to one another. You know, Jesus gave us, the Lord gave us a commandment. He said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples when you have love one for another. Praise God. These gifts are going to be in operation till we all come into the unity of the faith 
and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that he henceforth not walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. The office of a pastor. When God appointed ministers, he didn't appoint ministers for the pleasure of the church. He appointed them as people, tutors and governors of sort, to teach the brethren, to raise them up, to come to a particular place in the Lord. So, your pastor is not, is a parent, a spiritual parent. The ministry gives are spiritual parents. They are supposed to teach you the ways of God. They're not necessarily there to please you. A lack of understanding makes it look like, you know, we're all waiters in a restaurant. Is You know, like you have all these fast food joints we go to and restaurants that we go to, and they're competing with one another, you know, who, who serves you the best kind of food and all of that kind of thing. And we try to make the body of Christ into that kind of thing. That's not what it is. Because God does not exist at our pleasure. Some people believe that, but it's not true. We actually exist at God's pleasure. There's a song in the book of Revelations. It says, thou has created all things. For thy pleasure they are and were created. Praise God. And so everybody is happy or lives their best when they please God. Because when you please God, he allows you greater access into his presence. We all have access into God's presence. But in fellowship, we're in various degrees. As you do things that please the Lord, hallelujah, you, he says, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. Praise God. So the more you get to know him, the more he's going to be able to instruct you and you do things that will make people feel, oh, this man knows God more than the rest of us. Jesus said, my father, what I see my father do, I do. My father will show me more things that I may do that you might marvel. Praise God. In, Jer in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, the Lord says something there. He said, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. This word here is the Greek, is the Hebrew word rea, that is R-A-A-H. 
Praise the Lord. Now, the word, and it means to feed, to guide, to bring correction, to encourage, to tend, to be a shepherd. It means to care for in general, to protect, to graze, to feed flocks and herds. Now, this is the work of a pastor. In the New Testament, the word used is different. It's a Greek word poimen, and it just means shepherd. But under the old, it gives us in greater detail, all right? The, the, the Hebrew dictionary gives us greater detail as to what is involved in that office. Praise the Lord. This is one of the most important ministries in the body of Christ because they are God's retainship program directors. That's how God retains people. Hallelujah. You know, here people say stuff like, it's not enough to give birth to children, you have to raise them. That the real parent is the one who raises them. They manage God's discipleship program. They are the disciples. They are the ones who keep the body safe and feed the body. The shepherd is one who tends and cares for the flock or the sheep. He's an under-shepherd under the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the chief and the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. And he's the head of the church. Jesus set this office, God set this office in the body so that he can take, they can take care of his children, of his flock. In John chapter 1, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber, meaning you can't have a pastor that is not born again, that does not have the spirit of Christ. If he comes by some other route, he is a thief and a robber. He can't have Jesus Christ plus. He can't be daytime a pastor, nighttime grandmaster of a cult, no, or a member of a cult, no. That's a thief. He said, but he that entered by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers." The voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, the voice of the Spirit of Christ is coming through the fivefold ministry and we recognize it because what you're hearing is not just man. You're hearing God at work in men. And that is why when the Spirit of the Lord is speaking and you disregard it, you do not regard those things, you despise not the speaker, but he that sent him. He said, he that heareth you, heareth me. He that heareth me, heareth he that sent me, Jesus said. 
Hallelujah. I'm not saying that for manipulation because God has set guards. What are those guards? The word of God. Whatever the person is teaching you must be in the word. If it's not in the word, you're not bound to accept it. It's important to know that. Hallelujah. The Bible talked about the Berean church in the book of Acts. It said the Bereans, these were more noble in that they searched the scriptures daily to see if the things that Paul said were so. Amen? So you shouldn't be just, you know, like a robot. People are manipulating you. They can do anything they like with you. That's not how God expects us to operate. Amen? Now, this is talking about Jesus and also talking about men. Praise the Lord. And this parable spoke Jesus unto them, and they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus to them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. But the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. For he that is an, a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he's a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known of mine. As the father knoweth me, even so know I the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Another sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore do it, my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay down myself. I have power to lay down, I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. So that's the shepherd for you. The shepherd does not see trouble coming and he runs away. He doesn't see COVID coming. He locks the, the church, throws away the key and runs away. Jesus said that the hireling careth not for the sheep. He cares for something else. A pastor cares for the sheep. He or she handles the day-to-day -day care of the sheep. The pastor watches over the flock to know if they're healthy or not. The pastor nourishes the sheep and protects the, the, protects the sheep from predators. How do they do that? Through teaching. Who teach it? The pastor is a shepherd. Hallelujah. Now, there are certain gifts that operate. Most of these gifts that we see uh, have, can operate in a church. What God does is that he distributes in, in the church different things in the local assembly. The pastor heads a local assembly or a couple of local assemblies. But each local assembly should have a pastor over it. Because the pastor is acquainted with the people. He stays with the people daily. He's not, he's not, you can't have a traveling pastor. Just, there's no such thing as a traveling pastor. 
And sometimes you have, because he's stationary, he's with the people. He's not just the people, like a, a mom. You can't have an absentee mom. Praise God. Now, there are two kinds of pastors, all right? There are pastors that are ministry gifts given by the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are pastors appointed by churches. Both of them are still pastors. There are also people who become pastors by choice. But the Bible tells us criteria for accepting somebody into that office.